from Batman. Hello? How are you supposed to do a Darth Vader impression? Rebel scum. Rebel scum. I'm gonna stop before I keep embarrassing myself. Hello and welcome to Ground Control to Major Mark, a slice of life podcast hosted by me, Mark Shantos. The only Mark Shantos to ever pilot a 2012 Subaru Outback. This is episode 6 and the date today is May 4th, 2020. May the 4th be with you everyone. Happy Star Wars Day. Got a really exciting interview today. He's the biggest Star Wars fan I've ever met. If I had to marry a dude, it'd definitely be him. We recorded this episode on April 25th, but we just pretended it was Star Wars Day already. Everyone, Josh Stork. Josh, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. Wow. I'm so busy today <laughs> with all the star stuff. It's totally not my brother's birthday instead. That might be too much for me. I don't know if I could handle birthday and Star Wars Day on the same day. I wish we could do this interview in person. This is my first remote one. Yeah, why aren't you coming down, Mark? Where are you? I'm trying to stay safe. Mm, really? Mm. Heard that excuse for the past five years, Mark. <laughs> are you in Verm then lately? How's quarantine? Yeah, I'm pretty much just chilling in Verm since quarantine. Kind of happened spring break. I was down here for part of spring break anyways, so I just kind of stayed here and whatnot. And real chill. Are you able to stay energetic and excited and busy, or is it pretty boring? It's kind of the same, but, you know, go and walk sometimes for variety, but, you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. But there's enough, there's enough different things to do to where kind of like cycles, you'll do the same thing for a while and then just start redoing things you've already been doing. Believe it or not, Star Wars, you know, there's always more Star Wars stuff to look into. I've been, ironically, since this is uh, May the 4th, been looking into a lot of Star Wars stuff recently, more so than I normally do. Got a lot of time on my hands. And this year they're releasing the final season of Clone Wars? Yeah, it's pretty nice. The final season actually drops today on May the 4th. So I'm going to be watching that today. <laughs> pretty awesome. Third to last episode just came out yesterday, actually. I can't believe that was yesterday. It was awesome. It was beyond awesome. It's one of the best Star Wars I've ever seen in my life. Next episode is going to be the best one, I think. So that's even better. Considering how amazing the third to last one is, the second to last one's probably going to be even better. That's exciting times for Star Wars right now. Do you typically do something special for Star Wars Day? It's kind of easy to not even go out of your way and do something special on Star Wars Day, which is really nice, especially since Disney's kind of turned Star Wars Day into like an official thing, even more so than it was before. So every year they do a Comic-Con just for Star Wars called Star Wars Celebration. It's kind of this huge event, which obviously isn't going to be able to go on this year, which sucks because that's my favorite event of the year. I love watching Star Wars Celebration. They do a ton of interviews, just get like pretty much everyone you could imagine from Star Wars to go on stage all day and just talk about what's coming up. They do huge reveals, stuff like that. Amazing. So I watch that like every year that it's been going on. And, you know, it's just easy to not go out of your way and still celebrate Star Wars Day just with how many things happen on that day. Disney uses it as a big, like, launching platform for reveals and stuff, so it's really awesome. Hayden Christensen? Oh, yeah, they get Hayden Christensen. They got all the uh, Clone Wars actors because they revealed Season 7 actually at Star Wars Celebration, I'm pretty sure, last time. And then they're doing some big Mandalorian stuff. They've already revealed some behind-the-scenes stuff from that and interviews and stuff from that this year. Are they going to do remote stuff this year? They're still releasing stuff, videos and interviews i would guess and stuff like that.
like that. I don't know if they're going to do a like live anything. I don't know if they have anything like that planned, but they'll still, I'm hoping they're still going to do some big reveals and stuff, you know, release some trailers for stuff that we don't even know is in the works. The thing is about Star Wars Celebration that I like as like a super fan is seeing the people, like the fans that show up. Star Wars Celebration is just the best, all the kids and stuff and everyone's in like cosplay. It's really awesome and that's going to suck to miss that. Even like the between the event coverage of the con is just fun to watch. You're going to try to go one day? I got to go before people start dying, you know, all the actors and stuff, you know. Hey, I'll go with you. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to get there. What's your favorite holiday other than Star Wars Day? I'm a big holiday guy, to be honest, in general. I love celebrating holidays. My family always, like, hyper-celebrates every holiday, even, like, St. Patrick's Day and stuff like that. Fourth of July, we always go hard for holidays, so probably Christmas, just because that's the one you can really go the most hard on, you know? Just celebrate, just, like, the decorations and seeing family and stuff. It's awesome. Always had a soft spot for St. Patrick's Day, though. I love the music. My dad loves St. Patrick's Day, so we always go ham. Are you Irish? Uh, my dad, uh, he'll go on about our Irish heritage all the time. We're Irish, German, and British. You know, everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. It wasn't last summer. I think it was the one before you took my old computer. Was that two summers ago? Seals so long ago. Yeah, I think it must have been. It couldn't have been this last summer. It must have been two summers ago. Yeah, it wasn't last summer. So how's it doing and how many of the original parts are still there? I still have the cooler you gave me. I have the motherboard you gave me and the RAM, but I think I got more RAM. But I still have the uh, original RAM and the power source. CPU, I still have your CPU too. I have a new GPU, new fans, new case, some more RAM. I think that might be it. That was cool that that computer finally got the upgrades it deserved. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was pretty nice having a good base to build. Like, I mean, I can't imagine any better scenario for building a computer than what happened. So for context, that was the computer that I built my sophomore year of high school. And I mostly played Dota and stuff. And then I wanted to build a new computer here in college. So I gave you my old one, which was fine. But it was like a couple things bottlenecked it really bad. And by the time I gave it to you, the cables were all over the place. Yeah, that was awesome. The computer probably looked worse than it actually was. Like when you (laughs) like it looked like it was not even functional when you had it. And that was a good deal because I tried to sell it to a computer store and they offered a hundred bucks. Which yeah. is how much, you know, Windows 10 costs. So yeah, that I was, was like, I might as well sell it to Josh for like, what, like 200 And you probably saved like 400 bucks out of the deal. So it was good for both of us. Yeah, honestly, I mean, even just switching the case out of that computer <laughs> makes it look infinitely better. Yeah. That old case was garbage. Probably would have tripled your money if you just would have swapped out the case. Let's get into the origin of Josh the Bosch 4. Is there even much there? <laughs> So where it comes from is just, it was uh, junior high. I was eating lunch and for some reason it was me and Tom. Lunch was over and we walked to get our bags and it was just like me and Tom walking and we grab our bags and we're just walking through the gym to get to class and we're just not saying anything. We're just walking side by side. Tom like looks over across me and he sees the janitor's cart where he keeps all his tools Mm -hmm. and it had this big case, you know, of Bosch tools. It was just Bosch. We're just not saying anything and he's just staring at the case and then he just says josh josh the bosh and we just kept walking and i was just like josh the bosh and that's where the name comes from i think i got steam like the next day and that's why i used it It was because i was like your username uh josh the bosh and i have no idea where the four came from four is still a mystery i thought it was because steam made me pick like a random number you know but then steam lets you pick whatever you want 
So I have no idea why the four is there. Like uh, that that still confuses me to this day where the four came from. It's well, Josh Devon four. That way because out of our friends clearly have the most iconic username. The only username that we will actually go out of our way to just call you Josh the Bosch for in real life. <laughs> yeah. I mean it came from real life, you know, it's got it's got real life origins. It was obviously destined to be, I guess, in the end. So this became your Steam username, and then yeah. we all saw it because we played Dota with you, yep. and you play a lot of Dota. How many hours do you have in Dota at this point? Oh, I think I'm just approaching... Oh, I got my 2,500 hours. Yep, 2,500. Congratulations. Yeah, just just got 2,500 hours. <laughs> you are like one of the most knowledgeable people about Dota. What do you think you're a bigger fan of, Dota or Star Wars? That's a tough one. I mean, it's got to be Star Wars. You know, nothing, nothing approaches Star Wars. Star Wars isn't like an active thing you can do more passive whereas dota you know it's a game so i'm playing it i'm doing it i'm like very obsessive about things i'm either obsessive about something or i don't care about it at all and yeah. i can't really control what it is that i obsess about but dota is one of those things and it's nice when you're rewarded for jumping into something you know and like just learning all about it and just learning all about it experiencing everything there is to experience knowing everything there is to know about something i find it personally rewarding i find it personally awesome but it's also a nice cherry on top when you can see results from that experience and from the time you put into something and dota obviously has direct results of you can learn something new you can learn a new interaction you can learn a new spell you can jump right into the game and play that hero it's just nice to win <laughs> it's nice to know what's going on and it's very immediately rewarding so yeah you once told me that i asked you why you like star wars so much this must have been three or four years ago and you said that a big reason that you like it so much is that you knew that you were more knowledgeable than the average person about it, and you were deeper into it than almost anyone. And then on top of that, you said that a reason that you like it is because there is so much to dive into, like it's almost endless. If you get into it, you'll never get bored of it. Is this still relevant, or do you think that your interest in Star Wars has peaked in some way? I guess Star Wars for me comes in waves, where I'll get, again, super obsessed with it and super and just absorb information as much as i can over like a week or something and then it'll kind of take a background for a while and then i'll just get into it again and i guess that's in a way it kind of comes back to like the rewarding aspect of learning about it where it still definitely is so much to know nobody will ever know everything in stars which is ridiculous because it's obviously made by just a bunch of people over the course of now like 40 years but still i don't think anybody could ever know everything of stars Wars. And so there is that aspect of for the rest of my life, I'll be able to have Star Wars. I'll never know it all. I'll never learn it all. If I want to jump back into it, it's always going to be there. There is that rewarding aspect of the more time you put into Star Wars, the more you get out of it. Everything builds off each other. Everything is interacting with each other. Every story, every character. It's kind of a meme where the random background extras and anything in Star Wars get these long, detailed backstories and super overarching plots, even though they're just like a random dude in a bar in one scene of like a comic strip and so it's very rewarding in that aspect of you know you're gonna get good stories because you read good stories every story you read is gonna have 10 things split off of it and it's gonna be even more rewarding when you get to that it's like putting together a puzzle every piece you put together you see more of the overarching picture and it's just very nice very rewarding do you think awesome the side characters from the disney movies are gonna get the same treatment of having the 
these expanded backgrounds or do you think that they might be more watered down? And then going off of that, how do you think Disney in general has handled owning the Star Wars franchise? Yeah, so the Disney the the Disney question, if you could call it that, of all Star Wars, I guess. Disney buying Star Wars was kind of necessary for Star Wars, and that's just the way it is. Star Wars was not in a good place when Disney bought it. It really wasn't. Things were not going well for Star Wars when Disney bought it, in my opinion. It needed something big. And Disney coming in, clearing the canon, restarting over was exactly what Star Wars needed. It was getting hairy at the end there, the canon. And so I was definitely all on board for a complete reset canon. They kept all the movies and Star Wars The Clone Wars, which was also awesome. They didn't even need to do that, but they did anyways, which was really cool. Yeah, especially and then, since that was a Cartoon Network series. Yeah, a lot of people were angry at them because they said the show stopped because Disney bought them. And it was a Cartoon Network series because they couldn't like obviously let Cartoon Network run their show or whatever. But mm -hmm. they ended up coming back, bringing season seven, which is awesome. Started Star Wars Rebels, which is a great show too. So Dave Filoni was still working on that and he's awesome. Yeah, Disney's weird though. I don't know. Stars will always be stars and it'll always be awesome. And I still love all the content that's coming out. Disney has taken a more heavy-handed role in the like controlling the canon and what is going to be canon, which to be honest is a good thing in a lot of ways because part of the reason Star Wars was in shambles, almost to say, at the end before Disney bought it was because anyone could make anything in Star Wars canon and whatnot, and it was just ridiculous. Like, if you wanted to create new canon in Star Wars, you just could. You could just write a book, it was going to be Star Wars, it was going to be canon. At the end there, it was just ridiculous to the point where it was clear that philosophy isn't sustainable. You have to have somebody controlling what's going to be canon. You have to have some sort of structure and control. I think Disney's afraid of what happened to old Star Wars. And old Star Wars is amazing. It was like, I love it. But it had problems. And Disney's afraid of repeating past problems. And so they're being a little bit more heavy-handed than maybe they need to. But I think over time, like especially even just now, like over time, we've seen they've loosened up a lot, especially with comics and books, letting a lot more in, being a lot more open to anybody being able to make Star Wars content. But I think they need to keep a little bit more heavy hand, and I'm fine with that. And that's kind of where Disney is right now, is they're kind of on, like, stepping stones, like tippy toes, it almost feels like. They don't want to screw up, so they're being a little more careful than they need to. I think, like you said, those stories, those characters, it's all going to come out eventually. It's just going to be slower than it was before. It's just patience, really, with Disney making Star Wars. It'll be good in the end. Just need to get there, you know? How do you feel specifically about episodes 7 through 9 and how they went through a director change and how it ended. Yeah, something that are weird. Not good movies, that's for sure. But the prequels aren't good movies anyways, and we all still love them. So yeah, the director change was so bad. That was the worst part I think that they could have done. I don't think Disney really knew what to do with those movies. I still love them. And I still love a lot of the things they did and a lot of the changes they made. That's the problem. It's like I love a lot of the decisions they made in the plot, in the canon, in the stories they decided to tell. I love it. But they needed almost the outside the movie stuff to be a lot better. Mainly the director change. I mean, I don't like J.J. Uh, Abrams as a director at all. I don't like his Star Trek movies or anything like that. So I'm a little bit biased against him. I love um, Ryan Johnson or whatever. I actually think he's really good. And if he would have gotten all three movies, I think they would have been amazing. Or at least a lot more on the same track. He directed episode eight? Yeah, he directed uh, The Last Jedi. 
That one was my favorite one, watching those movies. I had to let the last one sit with me for a while before I could make a decision on it. With all three of them, I had fun watching them. I had a good time in the theater, which is what I went to see. But now, looking back, the scenes that I remember the best were all from 8. 7 was pretty exciting because it was like, Star Wars is back, it's a big thing. 8, I really liked. And then 9, each scene individually was pretty good, but the overarching story of it was... Like, where is this going? Where is any of these plot points coming from? Yeah, it was kind of messy. But then also you have Star Wars, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and Solo, a Star Wars story, two standalone movies, which are awesome. It shows clearly that Disney can make amazing Star Wars films. It's clear. Like, it's not a problem with they can't do it. It's just a problem with I think they got too heavy handed with the main series, you know? Mm -hmm. They just didn't know what to They were afraid, I think, to fuck it up. And then they fucked it up. So, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, solo Star Wars story, maybe even top three Star Wars movies ever made. And they were made by Disney. It's clear they can do it. I think they will do it. They just got a little too afraid to be towing the main series too, afraid to mess it up, and then they did. Going back a bit to where we spiraled off from, I just wanted to ask, is it frustrating sometimes that Star Wars has so much and that you can't know everything? Or is it kind of more about the journey than the destination, maybe? I counter a lot of stuff obviously in Star Wars where I don't know it like that's kind of the point you'll be reading something you'll be watching something you'll be doing something in Star Wars and then you'll see a name for like a place that you've never heard of before and that's kind of the fun that's it's kind of like a web like an easter egg hunt where these things you see that you don't know they bring you off on tangent paths that you'll follow down that's kind of the fun of Star Wars it's like that's what I mean by learning stars it's kind of like these webs these things where you'll be reading a book you'll counter a name you've never heard before and you'll just drop the book and you'll go look it up you'll go see what that is and discover all about that and then you'll return to the book and now you know even more and that's kind of how it works in Star Wars you can't really be frustrated about it because that's kind of part of the game of Star Wars is following the things you find out what would you say is your favorite niche Star Wars fact that you've stumbled upon so many like little things you're just like wow they really just put that in there because it's awesome you know that doesn't make any sense but it's just cool so they did it anyways I like a lot of the like beginning of the galaxy stuff because it's so stupid and useless and dumb but it's like they did it anyways the beginning of the galaxy and where everyone goes from this is obviously legends I'm talking about Disney is like really interesting stuff like that they've hinted at before the Republic and the new canon which is awesome and they recanonized the Mandalorian Jedi Wars which is awesome legends obviously has the bulk of all star wars right now and the beginning of the galaxy stuff with like where everything comes from where all the species and planets come from it's just stupid and awesome or it's like you've got a hut mandalorian war and it's just like why but also it's awesome so that's why it's in star wars and that's pretty much all the niche like small thing in star wars it's awesome it's there because it's awesome i feel ashamed as a star wars fan right now but i don't know what legends is legends is pre-disney canon that's they call it star wars legends before disney pretty much everything outside the direct films was called Star Wars Expanded Universe, the EU, as it was called. Then Disney came along and changed basically EU. If you ever see EU Expanded Universe, they just pretty much swapped that out for Star Wars Legends. And so now, like on all the books that they print stuff, they put Star Wars Legends. Okay. So yeah, Legends is pre-Disney canon, pretty much. It's not canon, but within the Star yeah. Wars universe, it might be a legend. Yeah, that's kind of what they've hinted at. They've uh, made some cheeky comments and like 
Star Wars Rebels about legends that fans go crazy about for some reason. Everyone's excited when Ahsoka's like, there's always a bit of truth in legends. And every, like the subreddit goes crazy. They're like, oh my gosh, she just said the word legends. That means Star Wars Legends. It's like a legend. And so I'm just like, okay, guys, like it's it's cute. But uh, yeah, there's Star Wars Legends, there's Star Wars canon. I don't know the connection between the two, but it's cute. People like to freak out about how Star Wars Legends are like legends in Star Wars. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go all the way back. How did you become a Star Wars fan? How did you get into it initially? I always used to think I was a bit older, like fourth grade, fifth grade. But then whenever I talked to my parents about it, they're like, nah, Josh, you were always, always a Star Wars fan. They were like, I can't remember a point in your life as your parents where you were not a super Star Wars fan. So I think it even started before I even have memories. The first Star Wars movie I owned as a kid, the only Star Wars movie I owned as a kid was Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. And it was one of the few anything in our house that was a DVD that we had that worked because I grew up with three siblings. We were all super close in age, kind of. So we destroyed DVDs like crazy. Like a DVD wouldn't last a week in our house. It got <laughs> scratched up, destroyed, unwatchable within like a week. So we never had DVD. We watched VHSs. We had hundreds of VHSs that we'd watch all the time. That's how I grew up is watching VHS tapes because we never had DVDs. So DVDs were like special to me. Like any DVD we had that worked was like the holy grail. We could take it on camping trips and stuff. We didn't have VHS players in our camper and we went on tons of camping trips. We had like three things we could watch. And one of those was Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. So I pretty much just watched that movie over and over again. And it still has a soft spot for me because, you know, that was my first Star Wars movie. I would yeah. assume that would be my intro to the canon, Star Wars. I mean, according to my parents, I've been a Star Wars fan forever. There's never been a point in my life where I wasn't into Star Wars. Probably even before my memories or something, some weird thing that happened in my life where I was just like, yep, there goes, uh, there goes the rest of my life. Are they Star Wars fans? Uh, no, they're not. My mom doesn't like movies in general. She'll argue against that many, but she hates all films. She very, very says she likes a movie. Dad's not a Star Wars fan, I would guess. I mean, obviously, they probably know more than the average parent who doesn't care just because they're my parents and I, I'm around them. But uh, yeah, no one else in my family is really a Star Wars fan. So what was your childhood like overall and how is it affected by being such a Star Wars fan? Yeah, you know, I was kind of, I am the way I am. I was the way I was. They're kind of the same guy, believe it or not. Yeah, growing up, I also liked to get into things, to just obsess into things. Pretty much anything that would allow me to, I would just jump into. Pretty much all I did as a kid was watch TV. I would just cycle through History Channel, Discovery Channel, and Animal Planet. Just nonstop for hours a day. That's all I did was watch those three channels. So yeah, I've always liked to learn. Learning is just fun. So anything that's got a lot to learn, I'm obviously going to jump into. And so as a kid, Star Wars was always something, you know, that was there to jump into. I like to read a lot. Star Wars has books. Star Wars is everything. So, you know, anything you want to do, you can do it with Star Wars. You can read books just all day. You can jump into comics. There's movies. There's TV shows. Websites. There's pretty much anything you can ask for. So as a kid, just being able to jump around to just get into anything and then also have Star Wars there on the side. Also involved with that was awesome. Yeah, I just like to learn. Nick was actually here. We were talking about you because I was coming up with this interview. And he was saying that the craziest thing about Josh is that you delve into things so completely. He was saying, I think it was Age of Empires or something. He had no idea you played. And yeah, that's, that's kind of a side obsession of mine, too. <laughs> and then, yeah, he finds out that you just know everything that there is to know about it. Is there anything, by the way, that parallels Dota and Star Wars as far as how much you're into it? Or are those kind oh. of the top two? Those gotta be the top two. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of, like, 
other things that see it's kind of see it's also a curse like it's it's we talk about it like it's a good thing it's also a curse because i have a ton of useless knowledge in my head just stuff i know that it's like when will this ever be useful i, I poured so many hours into this and it'll never matter i know everything about this thing and it's just useless you know i have so much of that in my head too like i said star wars and dota it's amazing because it's rewarding i can get something out of it but there's also so many things that aren't that i've just learned all everything about and it will never be useful <laughs> even stuff that you think you know it's like physics is a big hobby of mine like even right now in past years where i just study physics all day i just learn everything i can and it's really? like when will this ever be useful you know yeah. it's like yeah trying to figure out everything i can i'm like i'm not a physicist what like why am i even doing this do you like, want to do physics yeah. research what are you kind of hoping to go towards I'm kind of hoping to be a physical chemist. That's what I love the most out of anything I've done in school is physical chemistry. It's kind of a nice like middle ground between physics and chemistry where you get to study cool stuff but not be a theoretical physicist. So yeah, that's really my big thing. I love quantum mechanics. Physical chemistry is huge in quantum mechanics. Screw you, relativity, quantum mechanics all the way. I like studying physics. That's a huge thing where it's also cool. It's kind of like uh, AOE. That's another huge thing I've obsessed to do, which is also kind of useless. When am I ever going to use that? I suck at AOE. I will never probably even be any good at it, but I love watching it and just obsessing over it. Stuff like that, you know. I wanted to be a paleontologist as a kid. I obsessed in dinosaurs. I learned everything about dinosaurs that was humanly possible. When am I ever going to use that? I'm not going to be a paleontologist. Just stuff like that, you know. Jurassic Park, I know everything about. Jurassic Park's small enough to where I literally know everything. There's probably nothing <laughs> in Jurassic Park I haven't directly seen with my eyes. Yeah. When will I ever use all that obscure Jurassic Park knowledge, you know? It's like, what? But yeah, Jurassic Park was a huge thing in my childhood that I was also into. But again, like Star Wars, Jurassic Park isn't, the universe just isn't big enough. I kind of ran out of room to go there, so. Do you tend to like older movies and stuff from that era? I'm, I like movies a lot. Um, I find I get more out of movies than a lot of people do. I run into this problem all the time. I just ran into it yesterday again, where like I'll mention, talk about movies, and then everyone's like, yeah, I don't remember that movie at all. And I'm like, you've never seen X and X movie? And like, oh, I saw it, but like 10 years ago, I don't know anything about it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you saw a movie and you just forgot it? Like, what? <laughs> I've never seen a movie and forgotten the, like, the, the movie, like what I saw and stuff, like. Yeah, you, you must so, have crazy attention or crazy memory, one of the two. Yeah, for some reason, it's movies. Like, I just memorize a movie when I see it. Like, I, I just have that movie memorized now. I just know it all, which confuses me that other people don't. I'm like, why do other people watch movies if they don't know the movie? Like, what? I was talking about cars a week ago. I'm like, talking about cars, I'm like trying to get people into my big car theory. I'm not going to go into the cars theory. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. I, we already ran down that road. My, I was going into my big red cars. podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. nobody was on board. And then I was like, you guys, like, what? You Like, cars. You guys know the plot of cars, right? And they're like, no, I don't know the plot of cars. I'm like, you've never seen cars? And they're like, oh, I saw it like 20 years ago. And I'm like, so did I. Like, what? I still know the movie. I remember the plot. Like, what are you people saying? Yeah, I don't remember cars but, at all. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I run into that problem all the time. So <laughs> when it comes to movies, I'm just into movies. Like, old movies. <laughs> new movies if it's a good film that's worth my time obviously because apparently i get a lot more out of movies than the average person does. i guess so it's ridiculous i guess so what was your Come favorite on, movie out of this past year we only have like a small theater which sucks i go to movies all the time when in sioux falls i pretty much go to a movie every weekend and so here in Burma, i can't one, do that the one they have here in lincoln has like you sit in a recliner basically and every tuesday and thursday it's five dollar movies oh that super great awesome. to take advantage yeah, of yeah you know that's awesome Ford ferrari this year was good 1917 yeah. i saw knives out my favorite knives, knives out was amazing good. i want to see jojo's rabbit yeah
You'll have to. It's so good. Yeah. That one in 1917 were my favorites. Oh, yeah. 1917 was really good, too. So going back to your childhood a little bit, you were saying you're essentially at your core, the same person between your childhood and now. What is a oh, yeah. shortcoming that you would say that you've overcome since your childhood and have developed, I guess, the most? I would say I'm a lot more calm, I guess, like overthought. It's kind of like a mixture of overthinking things as a kid and also freaking out about stuff too much, you know, sure, kind of realize that, yeah, that there's no point in overthinking things, over going into things, just kind of, you kind of just need to let it wash over you a lot more than you need to let the waves crash into you, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid, that's something that, yeah, I just kind of put too much, I guess, way to put it is put too much importance on things that didn't really matter you know that was kind of a big problem or not a big problem but a shortcoming i would have had in my younger days that i would have overcome more now is just too much importance on things that don't really matter that you can kind of just like let go and it's not gonna it's not gonna be something you need to put attention on not even just things where it's like oh i need to do something about this but even just things i think about i care about where i'm like no in the end of the day that one that's really not worth my time you know just even believing that thinking about that or doing that you know it's more so you just need to let you need to let pick the pick your battles in life yeah that's definitely a good thing to overcome more time for star wars now <laughs> oh yeah quarantine's been good for star wars stuff. <laughs> stuff is going yeah what one, one door closes another opens kind of thing star wars is always an open door so what do you think it is about star wars that makes it so special oh the magic the magic of star wars yeah i've been thinking about this a lot even recently just what is it about star wars that makes it so special and it really is this weird kind of magic and i think people have been chasing it for years just what is it about Star Wars that makes it so special? And unfortunately, the answer is kind of George Lucas. Uh, kind of sad because George Lucas is like a controversial, is he a good creator or bad creator kind of controversial? Mm. There have been periods in my life where I'm like, George Lucas is the worst. And if Star Wars was without George Lucas, it would be so much infinitely better. And George has only ever screwed over Star Wars. And then periods of my life where I'm like, George Lucas is a god. And without him, Star Wars would be nothing. And we need George Lucas. And I've pretty much wound up at sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's absolutely terrible. And you can just hope for good George. But at the end of the day, he really is the magic. He, like, understands something about creating stories. As he says, he makes them for kids. And that really is kind of the magic of Star Wars, is it's made for a 10-year-old to just enjoy. And whenever George tries to teach people about how to make Star Wars, that's really all he says is just remember the kids. Just keep, if the kids can't enjoy it, it's not Star Wars. And it creates this sort of family thing in Star Wars. It's sort of sense of family of just Star Wars is a family, not just in the universe, but outside where it's full of hope and just redemption stories and just awesome stuff, like stuff a 10-year-old thinks is awesome, like mm-hmm. blowing up planets and stuff. It's like, why is that a thing? Because it's awesome, you know? That's what George says. It's uh-huh. going to go, if it's awesome, it gets in, Yeah. you know? Oh, uh-huh. that's awesome. I really like yeah. that answer. When people complain about stuff in Star Wars, they're like, you can't hyperspace through a ship that breaks the cannon. I'm like, it's awesome, though. Isn't it cool? Come on. It's kind of always chasing the fun. That's what Star Wars is. It's always chasing what's most fun. And if it's fun, it goes in. If it's not, it goes out. And that makes George kind of an asshole a lot of the times and makes him do stupid stuff where like people come to him with ideas and he'll be like, that's dumb as hell. Like, it's stupid. It's not it's not going in. And he'll do like stupid stuff that like doesn't make any sense. But he's always chasing the fun. It's kind of like a 10-year-old created the universe out of what is the most awesome things he could think of and the best stories he could possibly ever produce. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it creates a sense of family. 
it's almost like it has the the best parts of a 10 year old's mind but then also the shortcomings of it'll never be perfectly structured it always has the sense of a collection of awesome stories that they're all intertwined but if you think about it too hard sometimes you'll be like but why that and the answer is just because it's awesome and if you let yourself enjoy it you're gonna enjoy it you gotta you gotta be open to what the universe wants to tell you in star wars like the awesome stuff and just let it go and just enjoy it and just have fun you were always the person that had so many star wars shirts every day that you (laughs) could you were wearing a star wars shirt how many star wars shirts did you own well you know it's kind of hard i remember counting them and then i ran into the problem of like how do you separate sweaters and tank tops? Are they do they count as full shirts? Because you can't wear them the full year, you know. So do they count as a full Star Wars shirt? Are they like half a Star Wars shirt? And then you've got like hoodies and stuff. Do they count as Star Wars shirts? You know, you've had so the backpack, you've had coats. Yeah, have you, you had know, shoes I, before. What else? Have you yeah, had? I have Star Wars shoes right now. I wore full Star Wars stuff. Everything I wore to um, the Force Awakens premiere was Star Wars. Everything. So I have a full Star Wars outfit. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, I think it was something about like 50 last I counted. So that was a while ago. It's hard to keep track. A lot of black. A lot of Star Wars shirts are black, which is a huge problem I run into. I specifically buy colored Star Wars shirts whenever I see them, just so I can have some variety. You know? <laughs> Do you still wear a decent amount, or how often are you saying? You oh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much all my shirts are Star Wars still, except I have uh, some USD stuff, obviously, because I go to college here. But other than that, that adds a lot of red. That's the problem. Everything I own is red or black now. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I pretty much still own exclusively Star Wars shirts. I mean, I'm not out there buying clothes on a daily basis. So I wanted to just run down some favorites and least favorites. Favorite and least favorite Star Wars movie. Favorites changes all the time. So if you ask me in a year, this will give me a different answer. Probably Rogue One. I'll have to rewatch Solo. I've only seen it once, but yeah, Rogue One. And then least favorite, Phantom Menace. It's just the, it's just so boring. It's even worse than the sequels, in my opinion. All the prequel movies would kill me if they ever heard that. But it's just so boring to watch. It's an awesome movie, but it's boring. TV show? Star Wars or in general? Uh, let's do both. Star Wars, favorite TV show? I mean, it's Clone Wars. That's everybody's. If it's not Clone Wars, you're wrong. I mean, mm. straight up, that's the best one. Least favorite Star Wars TV show? If I could count the Ewok TV show, that one counts as a Star Wars TV show. That's the worst one. <laughs> I haven't seen Resistance yet, I'm going to be honest. That one would be the worst if we're talking about real TV shows. Favorite TV show is a hard one. I watch a ton of TV editors, a lot of sitcoms, but probably Avatar Last Airbender, just coming out to Netflix soon, yeah, too, on the Blu-ray, so it doesn't really matter for me, but that's probably my favorite. I watched that growing up as a kid, so I also have a lot of connection to that. I'm excited to finally delve into that and watch it all the way through because I've... You've never seen it? I've always stopped after like the first season or something. I've never gone all the way through. That show sneaks up on you in quality. It's so weird. Like you'll be watching it, you'll be like, eh, it's all right. And then like there's some point where you realize just how awesome it is. It (laughs) sneaks up on you. It must be disappointing you a lot then too because I haven't really seen Clone Wars. I watched maybe half the first season. Clone Wars, yeah, Clone Wars is rough. First season's rough. There's some rough arcs, but overall, especially this new season. I really like The Mandalorian though. Favorite Star Wars Lego set? (laughs) 
God, I have so many Star Wars Legos. I completely forgot about that. I have hundreds of Star Wars Lego sets. It's changed throughout the years. As I collect them, it changes. Because if I have them, I don't really care. Because I have them, you know? So it's always the ones I don't have that are my favorite. Because mm. I don't have But I've collected so many that I've loved. that It's hard. I don't have an ATAT. I don't have an AT-AT, which sucks. Um, especially since they've come out with a new one just recently in the last year. So that's kind of the big fish I would say I'd be chasing right now. So it's got to be my favorite is having the AT-AT. LAAT, awesome. That's one of the best Lego sets out there. I can't there. believe you're not saying the Death Star. And The Death Star is kind of the pinnacle. It's hard to say it's even your favorite because it's just that mm-hmm. big. It's kind of the grand tamale. Coming from a person that doesn't have it, I'm exactly what you're saying about not having a set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you always want to chase the fish. It. That was the first time I saw it in person. It was the unicorn Lego set. It was the one that yeah. I, as a kid, watched so many YouTube videos of. Before I had the Death Star, that was all I ever talked to my parents about was, I want the Death Star. Get me the Death Star right now. <laughs> and for one birthday, I got the Lego Death Star. My parents did a huge treasure hunt across our whole yard where I had spent all day trying to find it. It was awesome. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, yeah. Getting the Lego Death Star, I, I can't believe I'm even saying this out loud, but getting the Lego Death Star was like a pinnacle moment of my life where that was like <laughs> a peak of the mountain of my life. Uh, so it's hard to even say that one's my favorite. It's not even like on a favorite to not favorite <laughs> scale. It will always be a cornerstone of my life, that Lego set. Favorite and least favorite character? Oof, Star Wars is all about the characters. Alright, I'm gonna say my favorite character, but then I gotta defend myself. It's Darth Maul. He's my favorite character. And I gotta defend myself because Star Wars fans might be like, oh, you're a bandwagon. Oh, of course you like Darth Maul. He's really up in the canon right now. The new Star Wars Clone Wars season features Maul a lot. It's awesome. Maul's got a really awesome arc in the new season. So I might be called a bandwagon, but I want people to know on the record, I was an OG Maul fan. When everybody was bitching, when everybody was complaining, when Maul was brought back to life and goes, when George Lucas said, we're bringing back Maul, and everybody in the writing room at Clone Wars said, George, you're being a dumbass. And then George was like, I don't care. I own Star Wars. We're bringing Maul back to life. And everybody complained. The fandom hated him and said, bringing Maul back sucks. He was cut in half. How is he alive? And I was there on the front lines being like, you dumbasses. Maul's going to be awesome. Maul was the best part of the Phantom Menace. He should have survived him in the main villain of the original prequel series. He was awesome. You guys see me in two years, buds. You're going to be crazy about Maul. And guess what? I was right. Maul is awesome. He's got one of the best stories in all of Star Wars. I was there on the front lines. I was OG. I said he was going to be awesome when he was brought back. I said he was going to be awesome when he was put into Rebels. Everybody complains about Maul for years. And now, now suddenly everyone loves Maul. Everyone's like, oh, Maul's the best. He's got the best story. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're a little bit behind the times. But I was OG. Not a bandwagon. Maul's <laughs> wow. the best. Can't argue with that. Uh, least least, I mean, it's got to be Jar Jar Pinks. He's so bad. <laughs> I can't even, I don't want to say it's Jar Jar, but he's got no redeemable qualities whatsoever. Yeah. He's got the worst episodes of the Clone Wars. <laughs> Ironic, because Maul has the best episodes of the Clone Wars, so it's kind of the two sides of the coin there. But he's not even fun to read or anything. He's just a bad character. Poor Jar Jar. Poor Jar Jar. I want to love him so bad. Because again, I was a Maul defender. When Maul came out, everybody was bitching. I was right there saying, like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Maul's going to be awesome. <laughs> People bitch about Jar Jar. Can't defend that. He's just bad. <laughs> video game. I was never a big gamer as a kid. Never really played video games. My family never really owned a lot of consoles. So I don't really have a lot of nostalgia for video games, I guess. But favorite video game. We really like the Doom series. That's another obsession of mine where I know like everything about Doom. Because uh, 
I like those games a lot. Doom Eternal, did you play that one? Oh yeah, uh, it was between Doom Eternal or Animal Crossing for me. I had to buy. I was gonna buy one or the other, you know, because they came out like the same day, and I chose Doom Eternal. I really like Doom. That's one Doom. of my favorite video game series. Favorite Star uh, Wars game? Yeah, favorite Star Wars game. That's a tough. Star Wars is some awesome games, which sucks as EA owns the thing right now. And Battlefront Two, the new Battlefront Two is awesome. That's one of my favorite games right now. A lot of people complain that it was a lot of pay to win type stuff, and they blocked a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that that was the big complaint at the beginning. Which makes sense. I mean, I'm, I was all for that crusade. Yeah, I don't understand why people still talk about that. And I'm like, it was very clear that the team working on Battlefront 2 was very different from what EA was doing with Battlefront 2. Because mm-hmm. once EA gave up on Battlefront 2, they just said, like, screw it. No more monetization at all. No anything. We're just putting the game out and it's going to be the game. That's when Battlefront really got amazing. And the team behind it is one of the best parts of Star Wars, just in terms of creation, just because of what they've done with Battlefront 2. Put in everything that a fan could possibly ask for, and then some. They've done the Battlefront 2, what fans didn't even know we wanted, and then they also gave us what we asked for. It's just awesome. It's one of the big success stories, I think, in just video gaming in general, is what happened to Battlefront 2, where it just shows that a team, a dedicated team that wants to make a good game, can shine through the stupid corporate bullshit mm-hmm. that tries to destroy the game, you know? Yeah, it's the same story as Destiny, you know? Yeah, um, very Bungie really stories. cared about it, and then uh, a lot of people only remember it for its initial release yeah. and how it felt like so much of it was locked behind a paywall. Very similar vibes to Destiny with Battlefront 2. I mean, it's hard to, like, Dark Forces. It's a Doom clone, so obviously I love it. Dark Forces, mm-hmm. awesome Star Wars game. It's a Doom clone. I mean, there's so many genres. The problem is it's so many genres. You got Knights of the Old Republic, legendary game. Mm-hmm. That might I have to go favorite. with Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront. Yeah, that one's a good one, too. That one's one. classic. Ooh, so good. Yeah, I get chills playing that game still. So, yeah, Star Wars, so hard to pick favorite games because it spans all genres. It has mm-hmm. awesome games in all genres. So it depends on your mood, what you want to play, you know. Least favorite Star Wars game, though. I'm sure I could pick that out. Oh, Republic Heroes. Star Wars The Clone Wars Republic Heroes. Actually, that game's not that bad. Probably the worst ones. Maybe Lightsaber Battles. Pretty much any Star Wars game where they just slap the Star Wars name, which they do that a lot. That's the criticism of Star Wars I'll take, is that they just slap the name on anything because they know <laughs> I will buy it and I will buy it. I, I'll, it I'll buy sticks, tissues though. just because they say Star Wars. <laughs> That's a thing. So You're the sucker. <laughs> I'm the sucker. They know I'll do it. So they just slap the name on everything. Lego Star Wars is pretty good. The video game? Yeah, yeah. I've 100%ed those games multiple times. Yeah. They're awesome. Do you remember doing the Star Wars trivia showdown at Camp Foster with our camp counselor? I do. I still remember being so surprised at how well that worked. Me and him were honestly on very similar... I was surprised. I've never met someone who knows as much about Star Wars as I do. So I think he was close, which was nice. It was fun. That was crazy. Like, we were all like shouting and being like, oh, I'll, I can't I'll never forget when he started his first question. It was some baby shit. And then I came out with my question. He's like, oh, we're going there. Like, <laughs> it was like, what are the names of the three beasts in the Geonosian arena and Star Wars Attack of the Clones? He's like, oh, we're going deep and i'm like oh we're not even we're not even deep yet like (laughs) we're initiated you know we know what's up if i recall correctly it seemed like you were getting him on specific 
ships, and he was getting you uh, in yeah, the I, comic? I got him. Yeah, I got him on the... Yeah, because he knew... I, okay, he, he scoped me out. To be fair, he scoped me out the, earlier that day. He asked if I had read the comics. I'm like, I hadn't caught up on the new uh, uh, the new canon comics. Uh, uh, so he knew. He knew. He got me. <laughs> I, I've caught up since. He didn't get uh, the Carillion YT-1300. He didn't get that, I remember. So yeah, I got him on that one. That's the one I remember. He got me on Bosch. I can't believe... Oh, Dengar. He got me on Dengar. I can't believe I did I couldn't... I, I was kicking myself that day. I can't believe it got me on Dengar. I, I couldn't remember his name. Though. Yeah, I won in the end. It was like each of you could miss three both, or something. Yeah, it was close. It was really close. That was fun. If someone could only watch one piece of Star Wars media or consume one piece of Star Wars media today, they have no idea what it is and they're only allowed to watch one thing, one movie, one TV show, one video game, what would it be? Oh, that's so hard. Everybody has different interests and different things that they like. So part of the beauty of Star Wars is it touches all facets of all media and all anything. So I would say whatever you're into, if you like to read, definitely Timothy Zahn trilogy of the original Legends, probably best Star Wars books ever made. I would say that should be the one thing you have. You know, if you really like comics, I would say the new canon Star Wars Darth Vader series. Awesome. Best comics I've ever read in my life. I would say that should be the one thing you consume. If you really like movies, you can't go wrong with A New Hope. It's an awesome, self-contained story. It's really cool. If you like TV shows, The Clone Wars, how can you get better than that? You know, that's the pinnacle of Star Wars television, probably for the rest of eternity. Hopefully not. Hopefully Mandalorian is better. Hope that the Mandalorian goes off and keeps on this track. Oh, they're bringing in Ahsoka. Live action Ahsoka. I think that's confirmed. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be a treat. Live action Ahsoka. What's one of your biggest hopes for the Mandalorian? Well, we already got live action Ahsoka more. Come on. What about I think we already got live action Dark Sir. Come on, go on. What can I even ask for at this point? They've given us so much already. <laughs> but you know what I would want from the Mandalorian? Some Mandalorian Jedi Wars. I want to mm-hmm. bring back the Mandalorian Wars. They've already been recanonized. That's one of the coolest parts of all stars is the Mandalorian Wars. So I want some more in-depth info on that. Some more Mandalorian lore in general. You know, there's they're one of the coolest races and stars for a reason. I think the Mandalorian, like if you're ever going to reveal stuff about the Mandalorians, it's in a show called The Mandalorian. So I think we got some really cool lore that they could bring and that they could show us in the new season. They've definitely got a lot of room to work with to wow me and to shock people and get fans what they want. Yeah, I'm excited. So, I, I love that show. So yeah, when it comes to what should you consume, if you can only do one thing, that's the beauty is that whoever you are, whatever you like, there's something out there for you. And there's something out there that if you could only consume one thing, that, that would still be awesome. If the only things you had to read were the Timothy's original Star Wars trilogy, Dark Forces and all that, that would be an awesome self-contained story to read about. New Hope's an awesome movie to watch, stuff like that. You have so many options to dive into Star Wars. If there's anyone out there that hasn't seen Star Wars or even taken a dip into it, would you say anything to encourage them? I hear about these weird people who have never seen a Star Wars movie before (laughs) all the time. Yeah, I guess whenever I hear someone's like, oh, I've never seen Star Wars, I've never done, I don't know anything about Star Wars, I'm just kind of like, why not just dip a toe in? I'm not saying you have to love Star Wars or read everything or do everything or jump into it. I'm just saying it's something awesome that's out out there and why don't you want to at least experience a little bit of that you know just you know even just watching a movie reading like one thing like just doing a little bit i know it's awesome i'm sure you could find it awesome if you just did a little bit so yeah whenever anyone's like oh i don't know star wars i haven't seen any star wars i'm just like but why it sounds <laughs> weird but it's just like but but why like why is there something out there that you don't care about mm-hmm. like you've just seen something in the world like star wars you just know that exists and you don't like you're not even the least bit curious about 
what that thing is. Just dip a toe in. It's out there and there are people that love it. Why do they love it? Even if you can't experience that, even if you can't experience what I've experienced with Star Wars, at least you could understand why someone would love Star Wars. At least you could see the universe, not of Star Wars, but the universe of Star Wars plus the fan base in the real world of Star Wars. And if you just dipped a toe in, you could see, oh, this is what these people love. This is what these people do. I say these people as if we're like aliens, but uh, <laughs> it's out there and you could be a part of it in the tiniest way. And that's pretty awesome in itself. Dipping a toe in, just take a look, you know, just peek your head in the door and just be like, oh, hey, Star Wars, that's that's pretty cool. Josh, thanks for coming on. This has been super fun. Yeah. There's so much more we could dive into. Wait till I start my simultaneous Star Wars deep lore podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about the Yuuzhan Vong. I could go on for two hours about the Yuuzhan Vong. <laughs> yeah, don't look out for that. <laughs> thanks for coming yeah. on. Thanks for yeah, thanks for having me. Of work. This has been great. Yeah, I'm going to go watch the new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars that is coming out today on May the 4th. So I'm having a good day. <laughs> on this day, May the 4th. <laughs> yeah, on this day, May the 4th. I'm having an awesome day. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Always. Thanks for tuning in and being part of Ground Control. If you enjoyed this episode, you can follow me on Twitter at Major underscore Mark for upcoming interviews, episodes, and more. My two podcast recommendations for today are Rebel Force Radio and Full of Sith. Both Star Wars shows have good personality and production value as well as impressive guests. May the Force be with you, and I'll see you next episode.